Welcome to Mended Teacups. Molly and I are sitting here with our cups of tea, having a chance to chat about some of our experiences for home education. And Molly, perhaps you'd like to tell us about what we're going to talk about today. Okay, well, as we've been chatting just before we started recording, we're actually both feeling a bit ugh at the moment. I think that's a combination of things. Uh, Obviously, there are turbulent things going on in our world with COVID and with the whole area of of racism and just the huge injustices around that. And I think as we've been chatting beforehand, you know, one can't help to, to... it weighs heavily. We know that there's something very wrong and very sick in our world and there are many other issues as well. And so we thought actually we'd just have a chat about that and just how we can navigate these things at this time and be women of compassion and also of integrity and be able not only to take these things on board but actually to be able to do something proactively and positively uh, with regards to our children and how we bring up our children. So Helen, yeah, what? tell us some of, some of your thoughts at this time, just with everything really. Yes, I've noticed I'm feeling quite crotchety in the last few days and I think it's partly because lockdown just seems to be getting to me. It's difficult, isn't it? And I've enjoyed being at home with the family and we like being together, but there comes a point when it's just, there's more that you want, isn't it? And you've missed certain things. You're just not quite as free as you are used to being. And so I think that's probably partly to do with it. And I'm trying to think, how can I address that in myself without taking out on the kids and my poor husband? <laughs> so, and, and I've noticed the children. Well, I think I've noticed the children dealing with the whole lockdown thing in kind of waves. So I've noticed them feeling quite gloomy as well and trying to encourage them when I'm not feeling that excited myself. <laughs> it's quite tricky. One of the things I'm doing today to address it is I have baked a cake and we will have tea and we will have a poetry tea this afternoon and I'm hoping that that will bring a little bit of light back. I think also the weather's changed as well, hasn't it? While the weather's been beautiful, it's not been quite so frustrating to be stuck at home or stuck in one place. So poetry tea is coming up and that will be hopefully a bit of a lift for all of us. But I think the other thing, as you alluded to, is just this whole uprising, the rioting that's going on with regards to racism the call for blackout on social media it's really suddenly in my face about racism and um, I think in this country I'm well I'm loath to say it as far as I'm aware we don't have the rate a racist issue as such but I think probably if I look carefully we do have a problem and that is what I'm grappling with myself what don't I know and what do I need to know to be a better citizen and someone who can teach my children to be better at it than I am so I've started to try and think about those things but it's very difficult yeah I think it's something that we're we're all grappling with because I certainly as I can say as I as I um, grew up as a little girl in Malawi I was telling you earlier just for a few years and so my best friend was a little girl called Ruth and she happened to have black skin and I happened to have white skin and when we came back to England I think I didn't like England at all. And so therefore anybody who had black skin, I would automatically think was my friend because I would automatically think that they were part of a country and a security and my a childhood that I loved kind of thing. So I think it took me quite a few years to realise that not everybody thought in that way. And then I guess gradually over the years, I've sort of become just acclimatised to being in the UK. I guess as a, as a 
as a Christian, what I'd first like to say is that I'm just so, so sorry for any ways unknowingly, because I think it is mainly unknowingly, that as a white person, as someone with white skin, that I have not cottoned on to the problems that people with black skin or other coloured skin um, face and the issues that you face. And I am so sorry for that. Yeah, and we want to do, we want to do better. I guess that's the first thing you have kind of have to start off by saying sorry, don't you? I think there are many, many things in our country that we need to repent of at the moment. Um, and this is one of them. So that's a good start. And then I think when I was trying to, ex I was kind of quite a, a few months ago, I think I was talking to my kids and I was saying, I think it's maybe a little bit like uh, with scissors. And please, please, people do get back to me if this doesn't make sense or if this is wrong, particularly if you have a, a different skin tone to mine. And um, that, that because I'm right-handed, I just assume when I go and pick up a pair of scissors, that it will work, those scissors will work for me. And I'm not in any way anti anybody who is left-handed. It just doesn't occur to me as a general rule, a general day-to-day, -day, that someone who's left-handed actually might find it really annoying that they can't pick up a pair of scissors or a pliers or secateurs. I mean, I don't even know what, but I think it must be quite frustrating now I think about it if you're left-handed because everything is done for people with right hands. Uh, right-handed and and I just wonder if if in a s small way and please do get back to us and correct us in a kind way um, if we've got if I've got this wrong that 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 may be right it's it's not that the general white population are outwardly antagonistically even think there's any difference in skin color but it's just that I probably have just been uh, unaware of some of the issues that that you face because actually to me, we're the same. And so therefore, it doesn't occur to me that actually there are issues that you face that I don't face. So I think probably that's where I'm at and that's where I, I need to start, you know, learning. Yes, and I'm trying to work out how best to learn those lessons, where to find information, where to find um, advice and so on. I have friends who have different skin colour to me and I think perhaps that's where I need to start is actually having conversations with them to say tell me what your experience is let help me understand what i need to know as a white person what do i need to know more about that will help me understand your world and what what you face um, and what you see around you and how your life is different um, and even how to talk about it and what language to use that sort of thing i think and, and that could be a problem isn't it with i think perhaps some white people are now so confused about what they're allowed to say that then you don't say anything and then that doesn't help either does it what do you think <laughs> no I, I think everything has got to start with conversation hasn't it and and so maybe this this is an opportunity when actually we can start to talk and we can start to have these conversations so how do you think home education can help do you think home education is something that we can do in this because in some ways our children are just within our families are they meeting people of other colors mm, yes um we live in the countryside and so actually that's something that when um my husband and i moved out to bristol we we actually really missed we 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 i love the the, the kind of the buzz the yes of the, the vibrancy of a more multicultural uh, society and having lived in a city 
different cities for quite a few years it was it's wonderful coming back to the countryside and I absolutely love it but that was one thing that we very much missed and but yes we ha we do have neighbors and also um good friends who are um non-white and so well, actually one of them did have experienced some um bullying at school which I don't think was dealt with that well so that was quite a that was hard I, I and I, I don't know I mean I, I I'm only quoting uh, a lady called Alberta and we'll put the link in she she started up an education consultancy called homegrown sunshine and um, she's I was gonna say she's one of my Instagram friends I love reading her posts I've not met her in real life but I, you know maybe I will one day and um, she she has spoken on this subject she actually started up her education consultancy before COVID came and then before all this but um, but it just seems that quite timely and I was listening to her say something, it was something like, and I'm sorry, Alberta, I'm gonna misquote you, but it was something like, if we as women can be successful as, I don't know, lawyers, doctors, nurses, scientists, um, what, whatever kind of thing, then actually, surely, we need to be successful as mothers too. And she speaks very passionately about about putting our all our energies and all our intelligence and our resources into bringing up our children and helping them to have a worldview which is in her in her in her perspective in my perspective a godly a christian worldview which actually will prepare our children to be members of society who you know will stand up for injustices and and who will live their lives well yeah, so I think home education is a fantastic way. You know, there, there could well be some families that actually um, don't mix a huge amount. But actually, I think for the majority of us, home educating is a fantastic way because actually there isn't that kind of teasing in the playground or somebody being different. And mostly children will learn from us. You know, a huge amount, I don't know what the percentage is, but a huge amount of learning just simply comes from, it's osmosis kind of imbibing, just simply what, what is around them. And so if they hear us speak about any particular issue and we speak with compassion and love and wanting justice and, you know, just in whatever, then actually, in a sense, we don't have to do particular PHSE whatever lessons because they're just soaking up what we, what we think. And then, and then alongside that, absolutely right, there are, it, is good to, it is good intentionally as well to educate too but I think we are in an incredibly empowered position as home educators to educate our children in so many areas of justice and yes what do you think? Yes I've been thinking about how how best to incorporate uh, the whole subject of fairness and justice into into what we generally talk about I think that's really important isn't it and apart from anything it comes up in our bible readings again and again about loving justice seeking justice loving mercy um, that's so important to God so it's so important to us too and it's really difficult to unpick that and, but it's important to look at that what does that look like for everybody in our society I've been encouraged recently by a book list I found about looking at diverse books written by diverse you know different authors that we may not have come across before and I'm trying to make sure that we broaden our horizons a little bit the curriculum that we use generally is quite good on the whole at looking at different people's perspectives and stories from different people's perspectives. This year we're doing American history and one of the really good books we enjoyed was from the perspective of a white boy who'd been separated from his family and raised with Native Americans and then dealing with his issues of identity and where he 
fitted back in again and what was important to him and and the culture that the culture clash that he was dealing with so that's been really good for us this year and i found another book list of books written by different authors from different cultures different backgrounds where as well the characters are from those different or different backgrounds and cultures so i'm going to be spending some more money <laughs> on my amazon book list yeah i'll be making a, certainly making a wish list for um some more books to broaden my children's perspective a bit more and mm. see because i think reading is a good way of getting into someone's shoes and discovering that kind of empathy and finding out what what life actually is like whether it's someone in our own history or someone else because I think it's very easy to read in our history book, this happened, this dreadful thing happened and we all, we all find it hard. But then you read what it was actually like living through it and you think, gosh, okay, that wasn't just two sentences in a history book. It was actually someone's real life that they had to deal with this. So I think reading books and talking over the issues in Over the Table is going to be a key way forward for us yeah no thank you Helen I'll look with interest at that book list that you find you you got and I, I think also our biographies I'm sure that will include biographies but I think true life biographies are a really good way as well and then also just maybe you're talking making me think about books that we read which actually we don't necessarily agree with all of the the reactions and the attitudes that people have I'm looking reading through the little house in the prairie books at the moment with the girls and there are all sorts of issues there, uh, which we talked about anyway when we did a, a term of, or half term of kind of talking about kind of North American history. Um, but even sort of amongst the bigger, bigger issues, there are the smaller issues like Mars' reaction to the, to the Indians, which is different from Pa's reaction. So actually that was a good talking point. So I could have just not said anything that Mar said and thought I don't even want my girls to think about that. And so therefore I will just block that bit out. And we just won't, we won't, read those bits but actually that's not being real either so I read it and then and then we talked about it and say well why is Ma reacting like that and it was a good it was a good talking point yeah so so I think books like you say books are an excellent springboard so you know anyone who's got recommendations as well you know would would love to see some and I guess also it's just at this time with with COVID and are we week 12 of lockdown are we I'm losing track it is just wearying isn't it where it, it is hard work and so I think also we just wanted to say just give you some pointers that just might help to get through if you're following a term whatever sort of kind of rhythm you pattern you follow just some things that will just help you get through this week and next week. We've talked before on on Mended Teacups about having rhythms and routines and patterns to the week, something to look forward to. We've talked a lot about get outside. I mean, the weather's changed. It's a bit more dreary out there, but you can get outside. <laughs> if you can get outside for a moment, breathe that fresh air, it does help. So, and I've, I think I'm going to have to take a little bit of time out from my children, find a little well, it's quite nice sitting here chatting to you, Molly, because the children are somewhere else and it's a bit of time that's, you know, that it's just a bit separate from everybody else, isn't it? So we're a loving family. I have very little to complain about, but we are all together in our house all the time. <laughs> and it gets to the point where you just think, you know, it's time, I'm starting to want to go, I get my itchy feet. So maybe I'm going to go out for a bike ride. So something like that yeah so doing doing things with different hours thinking or as of as well that um we generally only have kind of 
sort of formal learning days, four days a week. Although actually we do toddlers normally, so that's only three days where we do normal. I don't know when we get any learning, any <laughs> official learning done actually, <laughs> but somehow we do. But, uh, but, but we've always had a kind of rhythm of one day off where we do outings or it's poetry tea time day or we just go for walks or go swimming or, or something. And, I, and I, if people don't do that, that definitely does help. So that could be something that you could start instituting, particularly if you've, you know, you are normal, you're a normal home educating family, as in you're, you normally do this. And it's just really quite wearying because it is very, very different home educating at the moment. So that could be something that you could instigate and just have one day a week and just go and do something fun as within the confines that we are in. Another thing I was thinking actually is to, to get a big piece of paper out and just ask your kids if, if you're feeling a bit weary and a bit like just same old, same old, same old kind of thing. Get a bit of paper and just ask them, what would you like to do? It can be, and it's very difficult at this time because actually a lot of things I'd like to do, they probably can't do. But given the fact that, you know, we could be doing, they could be, they could be doing something different. You know, just try and think of some really fun things to do. You know, would you like to, next time it rains, go out dancing in the rain? That's really what I would like to do. <laughs> I'd like to go dance in the rain. And, and you know, maybe if you say something fun, fun then they'll come up with some things and they may not all be possible at this time but actually just to, to infuse that sense of fun again and and do some things that that you all enjoy doing and remember it's mostly mostly especially at this time about connection rather than about actually getting that algebra done so um yeah so be be kind to yourselves take some time for yourself remember that but what you are doing as um educating your children is possibly the most fundamentally important thing you will ever, ever do, anyone can ever do, because you do have got no idea what your children will be doing. And actually, we're changing what the next generation will look like by how we are educating our children now. And so it is incredibly important. And if you feel weary, it's no wonder because you're doing such a very, very valuable job. So make sure you take some time out for yourselves as well and for your family and just try and get some lightheartedness in there along with as along with everything else yeah so i think next time i'm feeling a bit gloomy i'm going to listen to this podcast again and give you have your voice back in my head molly oh and yours as well Well, it's been lovely just covering those few things and uh, just chatting about some of the ups and downs of the normal home educating life i hope you've been uh, i hope you've been helped by what we've been able to say today and uh, look forward to speaking to you again soon bye-bye. bye bye bye